Cue the band. Please hang up and try again. country shoveling snow i think maybe we should pour a cappuccino or a hot cocoa or something like that or maybe a hot toddy because uh it's freaking cold out there i'm glad we were able to get out on the water yesterday but it was still 42 degrees in the atl and little farm pond that we were out in so burr i don't know i'm a warm weather sports guy anyway you're listening to kayak fishing radio i'm chip gibson a tree hugger and we got a couple of folks here in the in the studio with me tonight, Matt Trucks, our, our resident New Jersey in there, man. How's the weather holding for you up there? Uh, it's freezing. Uh, we're already freezing, down into the teens <laughs> and expecting oh. 8 to 12 inches of snow tonight, so we'll see. Man. Well, they say there's a chance here in the ATL, but I'm hoping not. If it's going to if it's gonna get ugly, let's just go ugly early, and that way there at least I can sleep in in the morning, but... I don't sleep in anyways, but anyways, and the man with the golden voice, there's Mr. Mr. Wild Thing himself. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Happy New Year to everybody. And and thank you. And it's funny, when Matt was giving the weather report here, I felt like I was watching Bay News 9 because they were talking about the exact same thing for, uh, for the weather here. Oh, man. I know it's well, just well, coming. It's like yeah. just nasty. It's horrible. I know. All right. So, but it's a new year, and let's see. We've got some calendar things that are coming up. I mean, come on, 14 to 17 February. I'm talking six weeks. We're out now. The Crooked River State Park in St. Mary's, Georgia. The Boondoggle is uh, it's on like Donkey Kong. It's a it's a bring your own uh kind of thing. We're gonna we put the pin in the map, we're all just showing up. It's gonna be fun, fellowship and all that. I've already seen a bunch of folks signed up. I know the regulars will be there, D. D. Olson, I know that uh Stan and Holly will be there and we've got uh I said something to uh Jim Dolan the other night on Facebook. He's already got a cabin rented, so and I don't know if people saw it, but yesterday or this morning I saw a post from Melita and Charlie Gnu there in Jacksonville. They went up and drove around the park and made a little video and posted it up on the Boondoggle Facebook site. So if you're kind of wondering what the place looks like, there it is. Uh, fishing is not too bad there. I know uh, if our buddy from North Atlanta joins us here later, we'd probably get a report. He was down there, St. Mary's, Brunswick area, doing some fishing over the holidays. And... Uh, 
It's uh, redfish, trout, maybe some flounder and stuff, but certainly going to be a good time. Uh, just the fellowship of all the boondogglers and kayak anglers, so get to meet some of the East uh, East Georgia kayak anglers. So should be a good time. Make sure that that is on your uh, calendar. Also, the following weekend, the Adventure Fishing World Championship, AFWC, 22 February, a one-day event. But uh, that rascal is uh, is a heck of a party. It's a it's a new concept. Uh, last year, first year they did it, uh, kind of a a different format for a kayak angling thing, where it's sort of a uh, survivor type. Uh, I don't know, kind of a uh, exotic uh, navigation and find your fish and find the locations and all kind of thing. It's really interesting. Uh, Put on by uh, Native Watercraft and uh, who's the uh, the other group there that's supporting it? There's some other sponsors on it. I'll have to get it up here on the uh, on the computer. But uh, anyways, John Grace and the and the guys have been working real hard getting it set up, and I believe it is sold out. Which the last time I looked, yes, registration is closed for the 2014 Adventure Fishing World Championship. And I want to say that there was, uh, last year they had 100 slots available. We filled 33 of them. This year I think there was 100 also, and it's been filled. So that'll be 200 kayak anglers going crazy down to Flamingo, Florida, down the Everglades National Park looking for checkpoints and trying to catch fish. So, And uh had an opportunity uh, a couple of weeks ago to go up to North Carolina and visit with Woody and the guys up there native and Woody was like, Oh my gosh, man, it's going to be a heck of a course. So, uh, if you haven't done it before, uh, if you're signed up, you're in for a, a treat. If not, keep an eye open on the adventure fishing world com website because there will be qualifiers in the upcoming year. So for, uh, 2014, uh, to qualify for the 2015, They'll have to participate in one of the four regional qualifiers to get in. Unless you're a plank holder and you were there at the first one and you've got an automatic invite for uh, for all the upcoming ones. So, sounds like fun. Thanks for that there, Greg. If you're a guest and you're in the chat room, feel free to go ahead and log in with any of your social media accounts and uh, you can participate in the chat room. But... Uh, Anyways, so that's about it. Uh, we've got some other calendar things coming up, and uh, one of the subjects I wanted to touch on tonight, Mr. Becker has joined us, and um, I had put it out, have you ever heard of the Tampa Bay Frogman Swim? And, Greg, you have uh, done it now for, what, the last three years? Uh, this will be my third year, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh Thanks, Chip. And if, if you haven't heard of it, uh, you're not reading yakangler.com or you're not looking at the uh, the stuff that's going around because there's a an awesome little article on there that I happen to write. Well, enough with that. Talking <laughs> about the, the swim. But basically what happened is four years ago, uh, a bunch of uh, Navy SEALs and former Navy SEALs and their friends got together to swim 3.1 mi- uh, kilometer, 3.1 miles, 5K, uh, across a portion of Tampa Bay in Florida in January to uh, to raise some money for uh, a SEAL friend of theirs who had been uh, pretty severely injured in the line of duty on a mission. 
and uh, it kind of took off after that and became actually an annual fundraiser and now benefits the Navy SEAL Foundation. Uh, The Navy SEAL Foundation is a 501c3 not-for-profit that is one of the highest rated uh, nonprofits uh, out there. It, it lists in the top 10 or top 15 or something like that in terms of its reliability and the amount of money that actually goes to, uh, to the designated cause as opposed to administration and overhead and that kind of stuff. Um, so basically what happens is a bunch of people get in the water and swim 3.1 miles in the cold and across the open water to get to the other side. How do I fit in? My, yes, with my torn rotator cuffs, my uh, long-distance swimming days are, are long gone. But for every swimmer that's out there, there's a kayak supporter that stays with them in case they have an issue for safety, for you know, uh, and basically shepherds them across across the bay. Uh, two years ago, I showed up at the last minute, heard about the event just before it happened, didn't get a chance to sign up early, and uh, and wound up being paired up with Becca Mann, who at that time was a 14-year-old uh, Olympic class open water swimmer um, whom I had to paddle pretty pretty steadily to keep up with across the bay. She wound up finishing third in the event uh, that year at age 14 and last year at age 15 won. Now that's swimming against Olympic gold medalist long distance swimmers that are in there, Navy SEAL open water swimmers, a whole bunch of other open water swimmers. This girl won the event. Uh, I'm very fortunate to be paired up with her again this year. but the race is kind of second. What's really important is the fundraiser and the reason they're out there doing it. Now, I know a lot of the folks listening to this, uh, either live or on the podcast, can't hop in a car, hop in a truck, throw the boats on, and drive down to Tampa Bay on January 19th to support the event that way. Um, but what I've asked folks to consider is I know everybody would do that if they were asked to or if they had the opportunity. But they would come down and paddle because it's what we love to do. We're really trying to raise money for a very good cause here for Navy SEALs and their families, especially those who remain behind after members of the Naval Special Warfare community don't make it home from training or from a mission. Uh, This supports those folks, supports those families. And uh, so perhaps think about, uh, you know, taking the money that you would throw in your gas tank to drive here, even if you're local in Florida, and donate that to the cause if you can't come out and paddle that day to support that way. It's a tax-deductible donation. Um, every dollar does make a difference. Uh, it's easy to do. You can go to www.yakangler.com forward slash T-B-F-S, as in Tampa Bay Frogman Swim, www.yakangler.com slash T-B-F-S. That will link you right to the uh, I Am Athlete fundraising page. And like I said, every amount, whatever it is, uh, is, is really important. So, and every dollar is appreciated. Um, this is the first year that kayakers have been able to support the fundraising side of it. Um, each swimmer in the event is tasked with raising at least $1,000 towards uh, the cause. That's, that's their target. Uh, and they make it. And some of, it, some of them exceed it, and some of them exceed it by a lot um, through corporate donations and other things that they get. Um, this is the first year that the kayak folks have had access, and I really pushed for that this year uh, with the organizers. So uh, we'd like to make a good showing, showing some support from the kayak, kayaking and kayak angling community. So 
www.yakangler.com slash tbfs. There's information on there about the SWIM, about the Navy SEAL Foundation, and about how you can help. Very much appreciate anything you could do. And Chip, uh, really appreciate the opportunity to be on and just talk about that for a minute tonight. Uh, it's, it's a great event. It's, a, it's an energizing paddle, especially if you're out with the, with the folks out front, but everybody there gets the support, so we really appreciate it. Yeah, I was just uh, on their website and looking at the uh, event. So it says uh, 2012 Frogman featured 120 swimmers, including three Olympic me- three-time Olympic medalist Brooke Bennett, swimming triple crown swimmer Craig Lenning, and 14-year Olympic hopeful Becca Mann. Increased participant fundraising and corporate sponsorship took the event to a new level, raising well over $150,000 for the Navy SEAL Foundation. 2013 event was capped at 150 swimmers and raised over $250,000 uh, while keeping it, their expense ratio to under 10%. And they have received the uh, what is it the four-star uh, rating for sound fiscal management and commitment to accountability and transparency by Charity Navigator, America's premier charity evaluator. So really great work efficient ethical and uh you know open charity uh totally support it um we're gonna we're gonna talk it up and chat it up i can't figure out which one of those is you in the picture though there as it goes scrolls through the different pictures man you're the one yeah, out third front from the right. <laughs> third from the right yeah, yeah out front, uh, and, so. and just to just to talk about you know the distance of this and the fact that you know you're talking about open water swimming Last year, Becca's winning time was 58 minutes. That's under an hour for 3.1 miles, 5K in open water. In last year, some, for most of the course, some pretty heavy wind and heavy swells. Uh, it was a situation where the tide was coming from uh, 8 o'clock, and the wind was coming from uh, 3 o'clock. And uh, where they met at the center of the clock was uh, pretty entertaining for a good period of time in terms of the swells. and managing her swim plus managing the kayak but she did a great job and we're looking forward to it again this year awesome and uh you can see uh, some of the i encourage everybody to go check it out tampabayfrogman.com or the uh yakango.com tbfs at tbfs and uh it's and go like their page on facebook uh great opportunity and as i uh Told you before, man. I got friends and buddies that I went to college with that are on teams still, and guys that are out there. So it's uh, certainly one of those opportunities to support when uh, when they need it. So a great, great, great opportunity. And dude, you you're out there paddling with them and stuff. So hopefully it'll be good weather. It's still going to be a bit chilly, I'm sure. <laughs> it's scheduled for January 19th. So uh, just a couple of weeks away from uh, getting that event underway. So very cool. Encourage everybody. And Chip, to... if, I could, if I could just go mention ahead. that even if even the event is scheduled for the 19th, if you go to the yakangler.com slash TBFS fundraising page, that will be open through at least the end of February. So if you're catching up on podcasts and you come across this and say, oh, I missed the event, it's okay. We got your back. Go to yakangler.com slash TBFS. You can, make a, you can make a contribution if you're so inclined. Very good, good. So folks can jump right in there, and uh, you go there and you see Greg's picture there with Becca, winners from last year. So awesome. You've been you've been working out, man. You think you can keep up with her better this year? 
she didn't get too I far have. out in front of you. <laughs> no, actually, uh, it's a. If you don't mind, that's a great segue. This is. Uh, there you go. I just uh, had the opportunity to uh, be invited to join the Native Watercraft Pro Staff, uh, which I'm very honored to have been uh, to have been asked, and uh, not going to be able to put together a propel in time to do that. Uh, but I, I'm looking forward to uh, to next year when uh, it's not going to be a 3.1 mile uh, paddle, <laughs> uh, it'll be a 3.1 mile pedal. Right. So we'll see how that works out. See how that one how that works. So. Very cool, and congratulations on your appointment there with the Native Watercraft. Good boats, I know. Got a couple of them in my backyard. So, but uh, that's that's very cool. Very cool. So, Matt, you got a new boat, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I snow, ordered a right? new big rig. Uh, <laughs> the, the new big rig's on its way. Yeah. Uh, you, can't wait. You're not going to be taking it out in 19 degree weather, are you? That boat, I might, because I probably won't even like get wet. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow, man! So the yeah. good is in the backyard, just just waiting on that on that big rig. Waiting on oh. that big rig, so you'd be able to walk around Looking and go forward to it. That thing. Yeah. Oh, we got uh, we we. We added a new Slayer Propel to our our stable here at the uh, in our residence uh, in the Gator Bait Pink. In fact, I have it posted that picture of you, Greg. You're you're so fashionable in your gray uh, fishing pants and very coordinating. And as he was testing out the uh, the Slayer Propel down in the uh, Tampa Bay waters the other day, but. Uh, it's an interesting boat. I mean, and and as I was talking to Matt before the uh, before the show, there, um, pretty interesting that uh, my wife we got it got it from my wife primarily. That's her boat. Um, got it in the pink. I mean, not that I'm worried about uh, paddling around in a pink boat, but the big thing is is that she just it encourages her more to go out and fish because. In the kayak, and uh, Greg's fished with us before and stuff, and I think he's seen some of the same things. With you get folks out there who just aren't quite as experienced, and it gets to be a hassle, you know, trying to mess with the paddle, trying to mess with the stakeout pole, and all of that. And with that propel, and the way the seating is on the new Slayer and stuff like that, she's real comfortable just paddling around and or pedaling around. And uh, she gets to fish more. She spends more time fishing, more time with the bait in the water, more time, more opportunity to catch fish, even though there was, like, not really very many fish to be had when we were out there. So, but uh, anyways, somebody just bumped me off of the, I have to refresh my page here in the chat room. Yeah, that that propeller is. It looked fast to me. I, unfortunately, I didn't get to uh, give it a test drive because uh, yeah. they, they had it up here in October for the uh, Cape May Kayak Fishing Jamboree. That's a, right. a big event, kind of like the Boondoggle, uh-huh. um, where it's just fishing with friends, and but there is an entry fee, which all benefits the uh, New Jersey Heroes on the Water chapter, which is real nice. Cool. But um, Woody and, and Kelly and all those guys were up here, and uh, they, they brought some of the uh, propel prototypes with them, the the, uh, the long one and the short one. I, I don't know which, which one's which, but 
Um, yeah, they were pretty much uh, being test-driven the entire day. So right. <laughs> unfortunately, I, I didn't get to uh, to pedal one around. But uh, from what I saw, that they looked like they were pretty fast, and uh, I thought it was pretty cool, man. Definitely. It's a it's a little bit of a change from the uh, from the position in the because uh, actually. Greg, you didn't try the ultimate propel that my dad had down there, and having been in both of them, that that seat in the ultimate, your hip joint is below the the axis of the pedals on the propel, so you're kind of pedaling uphill. You know, you got to lean back in the seat and get your hips, get your legs raised up to get onto the pedals and, and pedal that way. Um, whereas the propel, your hip is even to maybe slightly above, depending upon your size, above the axis of the pedals. And the seat is adjustable fore and aft. Um, it's not an up-down like on the regular the paddle-only Slayer. Um, it just goes fore and aft. But uh, there's plenty of room because, I mean, how tall are you, Greg? You're like, what, 6'10", six, six, something like that? Yeah, seven four on a good day, but uh, normally when I'm fishing, I scale it back to six four. <laughs> but I mean, he started off with the seat all the way to the rear on it, and had to pull it forward to get to get it get up close enough for the pedal. So yeah, I mean, it, actually had to, had to pull it forward a lot. I was surprised at how much extra room there was uh, to to really adjust it exactly where you wanted it to be. I was very happy actually. Yeah, it's 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 pretty adjustable. I mean, and and you can put, I mean, we pushed the seat all the way forward, and Greg's son Robert was able to get in. And I mean, Robert's what eleven, so you know, from eleven year old with the seat all the way up, he's able to pedal it around. And then you know, you got a six foot four guy, uh, fine fine stretch of a man, you know, well built and everything, you know, was able to get in there and pedal it around. So. We all look awesome on radio. That's all there is to it. But, but uh, I'm so much yeah. cooler online. <laughs> yeah, I'm very cool online, man. Um, but uh, but it, it's a cool boat. And like I said, the bottom line of it is, I'm real happy with the boat, even though I'm not fishing out of it because my wife is fishing out of it. And I mean, yesterday was it's 42 degrees outside, and she's like, "Let's go fishing in the pond." So, I mean, now I don't think. We'll go back out and fish in the pond at 42 degrees because after a couple of hours, you realize it's pretty cold out there. But we did catch a few fish, and uh, it, it was fun. So uh, probably on a nicer day, it won't be a problem. But she likes to fish, and when you get when you get them encouraged to go out and fish, that's that's awesome. So um, it's it's a new boat on the market, and it's really it's really a cool idea. And I think uh, I think Native kind of hit a home run with that one. So. Still got different members of the family, though. The clone is still, he's he's got his dream wish on uh, getting him a Hobie and all that kind of stuff, and that's cool. I would probably be more than happy in a Hobie off the beach there in Panama City and stuff, so there's opportunities for all boats. I mean, if they were all the same, then it would be kind of boring, really. So, um, And we wouldn't have the Kayak Angler's Choice Awards and all those good arguments and discussions on forums across the country. So, but anyways, we'll take a quick one here and talk about. Um, well, let's see. How about a quick 
somebody's moved all of my little... How about this one here? Having a hard time explaining which kayak fishing accessories you'd like to find under your tree this year? ACK.com makes it easy with our holiday gift guide full of top gifts for kayak anglers. With over 300 models of kayaks, canoes, and paddle boards to choose from, as well as all the top accessory brands like Scotty, Ram, and Yak Attack, our selection and prices can't be beat. Place your order and we'll get it to your door with same-day shipping for in-stock items. Plus, we're celebrating the holidays by offering free shipping on all orders for a limited time. Yes, that means on kayaks, too. Free shipping offer excludes Hobie kayaks, paddleboards, and accessories, as well as any hazardous items and order shipping to Hawaii, Alaska, and international destinations. Looking for a group of kayak anglers to share your kayak fishing adventures with? Check out yachtangler.com, your ultimate fishing resource. There we go. And uh quick little moment. Then just because it was that was a Christmas one, but still Austin Kayak is out there. And speaking of Austin Kayak, we're gonna have some test runs on Tuesday nights, uh and a new maybe new member joining us. We're, he's gonna be trying it out, see if he likes playing with us. But it looks like we're gonna be joined on the kayak fishing radio community and we're gonna move west. We're not gonna go all the way out to California. But um, I've been talking and working with him. He was a guest host or a guest on uh, our show before the Christmas holidays. But uh, Jaron Wozel, he's uh, from uh, Texas, and he's going to be taking and doing a uh, show. Now, this will be a Central Time show. So for those of you who like to stay up late and or those of you who are a little bit later uh, in the evening or in one of those Central Mountain or Pacific times, give you a little bit of opportunity to catch a live show. Jaron's going to start uh, next week on Tuesday and, and try taking a Tuesday night spot and see what he can do with it. So we're going to uh, welcome him and uh, see what uh, see what we can do and bring in some some of uh, the western Texas, uh, east coast of Texas fishing style. Jaron, is a, he did a uh, offshore fishing uh little uh event for us there at the boondoggle and uh was also representative from austin kayak and uh he is uh gonna gonna do some tuesday night uh shows for us so we'll see how that goes and see if he enjoys it and see if he likes hanging out with us here at kayak fishing radio i think he's probably that's cool in. come around i'll call yeah. him and bother him yeah there you go you can call him and bother him and and that kind of thing and so I don't know what it's going to be called. I said, you know, KFR Texas, or if he's going to be the the the. I don't know what, but I do know that there's a lot of kayak fishermen in Texas, and I do know that you at some point you got to think big. It's Texas. You got to think big, right? So it's got to um, be the big something. The, the name the, of yeah, the show that is the big, the big show. No, not the big show. <laughs> um, and I think anyways, he is listening because he just posted on uh, on the Kayak Fishing Radio Facebook page that he uh, digs the ACK soundbite. He so digs the ACK so. soundbite, but it was Texas, so <laughs> yeah. So, um, but there he is, dig the ACK. So he is listening. He's one of the guests in there. He probably he can sign in if he wants, but we'll have to we'll get him set up and we'll we'll help him out on Tuesday night. I think next Tuesday will be his first night. And uh, 
I did make sure and clarify with him that it would be on Central Time. So if you're if you're in the Central Zone, if you're in Texas, I encourage you to listen mm-hmm. up. Jaron does, like I said, he does do some of that offshore fishing. Um, him and uh, uh, they get out there and paddle way offshore for uh, for fish there. So and hopefully, I know it's on our wish book uh, to go to Texas for a boondoggle. Um, so, uh, maybe, uh, having somebody over there, we get a little more insight as to what's going on and, and get a pretty, uh, pretty cool time over there doing a little boondoggle there. So that might be fun, but anyhow, other than the weather, man, I did, I, if, if you catch a fish on January 1st, isn't that supposed to be like, I'm like unskunkable for the, for the year now, isn't that something that. You get a badge for or something like that. Well, that's not I fair post- for our nor- us northern guys, you know. Right. It's <laughs> 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 not fair at all, man. Um, no. I do have yeah. a fish tank. I could put some fish in there and try to fish for them next year on January. You got to be in your kayak, man. You got to be in your kayak. <laughs> Maybe, well, I don't. That could be. You know, not, like, Maybe I'm not we, floating, but you know. Did you have your black eyed peas yesterday? I mean, that's you got to have your black eyed peas for for thanks for uh, New Year's too for good luck. And then, yeah, my uh, my mom used to always put some money out on the front porch so that then she'd do that on the thirty first, and then New Year's Day she would go in there because they say whatever you're doing on January first, you'll be, you, you'll be able to do it all year long. And so she said that was bringing money into the house. I said, but a dollar at a time. I mean, come on. But anyway, <clears throat> but uh, so yeah, I had my black eyed peas, and then I went and we went fishing. We caught a couple of fish, and then we got off the water because it was cold. <laughs> well, let's let's hope it's not cold for the rest of two, 2014. Now. No, man, no. Let's hope <laughs> it just kind of blows through real quick today, and then we'll we'll get it done here. Um, so, can you uh, let's see? Who is that? Um, yeah, I'm thinking it's somebody from Cali. Can you screen that one for me, man? Greg, can you do that? Are you in the studio? I'm not in the studio, but I can get. Oh, okay. No, that's cool. Hang on. You guys talk. Let me see who this is. This is. Yeah, so while we're on the 2014 agenda, I'm definitely going to try to push for the uh, the uh, KFR listener uh, submitted fishing reports again this year. Um, unfortunately, it was a little rough getting it off the ground last year. I'd really like to get that going. So we'll, we'll see what happens this year. I'm going to really push on people to help me out with that. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I think it would. I think just getting the information out there and getting folks in the habit of doing it is the challenge. But uh, once you get them going, you know, it's like any other habit, it's hard to stop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just have the, the nationwide fishing reports for kayak fishing. That would be cool. Nobody else is doing that. So that's my uh, kayak fishing radio New Year's resolution. <laughs> Sorry, I had uh, family signal-to-noise ratio in the back exceeded the uh, mute tolerance of the, of the microphone, so I had to mute for a second. Um, no, you're right. I don't think anybody else is doing it, and certainly nobody's doing it in that way. So if uh, 
Oh, is that is that linked through the uh, through the app also? That, uh, they can yeah, do that? that's where it's supposed to run um, right. on the app. Um, basically, we have people call a Skype account. That's basically an answering machine. Do the fishing report there, and then um, I'll grab it off there weekly. Throw some music in the background, and it'll cycle on the app, and we could use it on any show we want to if we'd like. So it's a great point to talk about the Kayak Fishing Radio app, which is available uh, for Apple or and Android platforms. Um, aside That's from right. being able to listen to the podcast and listen to the, the live show, what other features are available on the app? We have, uh, there's kind of a chat function, which we haven't been watching it as well as we should. Uh, it's kind of a wall to post some stuff on there, but uh, I think in upcoming boondoggles, we will be using the chat function because we can send out kind of an instant message. So if we are having kind of a workshop or something like that, we'll be able to push that out over the app. So when the Boondoggle site gets up, we'll have that. We're going to kind of mold that app into the Boondoggle app. It's, so, but uh, there's a couple of things there. But the big thing is that uh, we have access to 24/7, uh, you know, uh, um, streaming system there. So we'd like to get it set up to to be doing. Uh, fishing reports and all that. Have we gotten any late? Well, it's not really kind of the fishing season. So, I mean, Matt would be out there fishing if he could, but it's just too cold. Yeah, which is actually what I was talking about while you were screening that caller. Um, that's cool. my New Year's resolution. I'm going to be pushing on people to please call in your fishing reports for 2014. Um, right. So far, I haven't had any. Zero, zilch. <laughs> Zero, I'll, zilch. I'll be doing my yeah. own for the uh, northeast up here. And uh, I know Tommy Head Jigs wanted to do them uh, for your area down there for the freshwater, but I haven't heard from the guy in a while. So kind of yeah, missing. he just he uh, he he got a new some kind of a new area or something like that. So uh, he saw me out there fishing in the pond the other day. So he he gave me a shout out, and uh, we'll get in touch with him. We'll get that going because Tommy does fish quite a bit around here. He does some tournaments fishing and stuff, and he's got the Cuda going now. So. I think he's going to actually maybe be at the... Well, he was at the last boondoggle, so I think he's planning on showing up at the boondoggle over in uh, Crooked River. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, right. uh, we could do that for New Year's resolution to get that going. We, like I said, we've, we're, we're going to give, uh, give kind of... We have, in the past, you know, we've had some California hosts and... Um, We've tried the Friday thing, but every nobody really wants to do anything on a Friday. Um, so, I mean, if you're if you're going to go fishing, you're you're getting that stuff ready and and all that. So, um, so Tuesday was open. Actually, we were kind of cool with whatever night uh, Jaron wanted to do it. So right now we're going to try it. He said Tuesday is pretty good for him, but uh, we might. Uh, if he wants to change a night, we can always stack him because he's in a central time zone. So we can always stack a show on top of another show or something like that. Like, you know, if you wanted to start doing some reports from up there, Matt, you know, we could stack you up uh, later at night because you're a young man. You probably spend up, stay up late at night anyway. So I, I you don't do. Need, <laughs> you, don't need, you don't need the beauty sleep of the old man like me, you know, so... I'm pretty much dead to the world after 2,200 lights go out at my house, and <laughs> there is no noise. Yeah. I'm definitely uh, an O200 type of guy. <laughs> oh, man. 
I don't think I've seen that time <laughs> that in the last up at years. Oh, oh, 600. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can't yeah, do that. Yeah, that's starting to catch up with me big time, so. <laughs> I don't know how much longer that's going to last, but. I'm ugly as it is, man. I need I need at least uh, five or six hours of beauty sleep, man. So, and I, I get up as soon as there's some light, you know. Yeah, I have this problem. See, when I go into a room and you know, like in a hotel room or something, I always carry a roll of black electrical tape with me because if there's any little lights anywhere in the room, man, it'll just keep me awake all night long. You know, it's like there's a there's a you know like the little green light on the smoke alarm you know that it's like it's like a little green laser beam it'll burn through the my eyelids you know and keep me awake all night so I take a little piece of black electrical tape and cover it up you know, and stuff so you got some but good then, night vision <laughs> yeah and as soon as a as soon as any kind of light you know starts getting gray outside in the morning man I'm awake you know it's like 30 minutes before sunrise is the latest I ever sleep so but. I get up, go shake the trees, make sure the birds are up, that kind of thing. So it's just that part works. of my or the birds yeah. anyway. <laughs> That's right. So anyway, so it's uh we're we're coming around on a three quarters of an hour here, so I don't know. Greg, you you, you know, you got a couple of weeks before the frogman thing. I mean, is it gonna look like there's gonna be any fishing for you there or there's a cold weather moving in down there. It's not my fault. No. I'm not in Florida. <laughs> no, I know, but I, I think you said the F word at some point today because, uh, or at least in the last day or so. Robert and I had planned to get out this morning. We were going to try and I had a spot. Uh, we were actually going to hit Cow Creek and be a little bit protected from the south wind. Had a mm-hmm. good low tide this morning, but uh, got up and it was uh, about an eighth to a sixteenth of a mile visibility in fog, and the wind uh, at sunrise was scheduled to be uh, 24 gusting 32 out of the south. Oh. And uh, and even even down there where you're protected by the mangroves and stuff like that, uh, I, I just didn't think that would be fun. If it had been just me, I might have gone. It was a really, really good tide to fish, but uh, that, it was kind of going to be nuts. And it turned out to actually be that, so... Uh, yeah. Oddly enough, Windfinder was right on the money with that one. Um, may try to get out Sunday. Got a pretty good, uh, pretty good tide on Sunday, and hopefully the wind will be uh, laid down a little bit. Got another cold front coming in Monday, so give it a chance to warm up, and uh, we might get a little bit of cold, pre-cold front action. And then uh, uh-huh. we'll see what the week brings in terms of weather. Um, if I've got chances to fish, I think I'll be out there uh, doing it. And also, you know, it's going to depend on uh, if I if I do wind up with a native boat. In the immediate future, that'll definitely need to get uh, get some water time. Yeah, have to get out there and hey. give it a try. So, you got something, Matt? Yeah. Hey, Greg. Uh, w- which boat are you thinking of going with? Uh, being pro staff and all. And congratu- congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, I-, I really think for right now, uh, the first one is probably going to be the Slayer Propel. Um, nice. I like the, the, one of the biggest things for me is going to be the ability to stand up and fish. My boat right now is really fast, uh, but, you know, it's it's really fast because it's really unstable and it's really long. Um, so uh, I, I want to be able to fly fish and do a little bit more sight fishing, uh, get up off the water a little bit. Um, that'll also, one of the things that limits uh, how far Robert and I go sometimes is how far he can paddle. So the ability to tow him for a long distance fish for a couple hours and then tow him back will significantly expand 
uh, the area that we can fish. And the other consideration is, too, that you know that's native, brand new, top shelf, top of the line, high speed, low drag, everybody wants to talk about it, boat. And uh, I think that's the one they want to see out there. So uh, that's the one I'd like to be uh, like to be talking about and fishing out of. Um, if you're it's, promoting, it's that's what you need, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I also think the the um, the ultimate. You know, Chip is a real big fan of his ultimates. A lot of guys around here fish out of ultimates, so they're everywhere and they're popular. So um, I, I had given some thought to a tandem. But I really have to see just how much room there is up front, especially with the new molded configurations in the native boats where the thwarts are actually molded in as opposed to the clippable bars that in some cases you could actually re-drill and move a little bit to give yourself a little bit more room in the tandem. Um, it's my understanding you can't do that now. So I really want to see whether it's a two-adult boat in the tandem, 14.5, 14.5, or whether it's you know a, a main paddler and a small bow person uh, size boat, so that'll that'll kind of go into the conversation as well. But I'm I'm pretty sure that the first one is going to be the uh, the Slayer 13 Propel. And you know, I I might have misspoke when I said about the discontinuous of the of the Ultimate. I I don't know if the X is going to be an addition. I was on their website earlier and I didn't see the X in there, but I know they had the X at the Boondoggle. Um, but the the X is a 15 foot boat, um, right? And and that and it, but it is it, it's got the molded thwarts in it. And it's got a little bit of a change up front and stuff. I think at the Native Owners Group they've got some some pictures of it. But uh, it, it's I I really like the Ultimate. Like I said, you know my my thing is sometimes it seems kind of cool, you know, when I see my wife pedaling that boat, you know, and being able to back up and hold her position and stuff like that. That's pretty attractive to, to think about that when fishing the mangroves and stuff. And, you know, then like, in, you know, you're, you're fishing and you can, you can tow Robert or you can tow your friend in and out. But the, and, and the nice thing is you're sitting up high. So I don't know. I'm actually, I'm kind of, Leaning towards maybe giving the 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 base, you know, the regular Slayer, the non-propel one, give that a shot, see what that looks like, because it is a sit on top, and the the seating configuration is uh, is is similar, and that it's, it's, that and it's a real chair. estate. Yeah, it's the lawn chair, man. I mean, I, I know one thing. I I don't think I could ever go back to another boat without a lawn chair. I mean, I just. <laughs> Uh, you know, the, the the chair is so nice to not have your butt sitting in the water. And, you know, you can adjust your, your position. Uh, it's It supports you. I don't know. It's just really nice to, to be able to. And I it see, makes it easy you know, to stand, too. Yeah, you know when you when you're not when you're not having your legs straight out. And I mean, I'm I'm 53 years old, so I mean, I I can't get up and down like I used to be able to, man. So it's kind of nice and and the, the boats are real stable that even that that new slayer i mean that boat that thing is is you feel like you're sitting up i mean greg was he sat there and extended his hands you know down along his sides and his fingers weren't even in the water you know so i mean it, it's got some freeboard to it and you're sitting up high you can i know you know my wife was saying you know i can see down i could see if there were fish there and i don't see any fish or i just saw a fish go by or something like that. So, um, and it's a very stable haul, and it's it's 
easily enough paddled too. It's got a good hole on it, so you can paddle it. So I don't know, but I, I like the. Yeah, I tell you I what, like I mean, I, you can't stress how how great the the lawn chair seat really is. I mean, I've had Hobie guys that that pedal outbacks all the time and get in contact with me. Oh, where could I get a you know a, a, a Jackson Elite seat from? Because I want to fit it into my Hobie. And they fit them in there, and they love them. Yeah. So and maybe that's I, the next Hobie invention there, right? <laughs> well, i I have heard I have heard some uh, rumors through the grapevine that the Outback might be uh, might be getting a launcher. I don't know. Um, I've heard some rumors. I wouldn't be surprised. That because uh, that that new seat, I know that Hobie spent a lot of money in R and D on that new seat that they put on the Pro Angler. So and. Uh, you know that would that would certainly uh, upgrade that, make that outback outback look a little more uh, a little more attractive rather than sitting there in the water. So you put the scupper yeah, plug. I'm surprised in the pro angler doesn't have like one of those um, bass boat seats that you sit on the bow with. Yeah, <laughs> a little leaning <laughs> post, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. could do that, but then they'd have to do something to counterbalance the helipad on the on the uh, you know the after end of the boat. So yeah. Right, but you know though, if you if you look, I mean, I was surprised when uh, when we started picking that Slayer up. I mean, that boat is heavy. That is that is something. It's and and actually the the Slayer. Um, looking at the a native site right now, they're saying, uh, well, native. Hold on, native watercraft. The Slayer thirteen. Propel is they're showing the weight at 101 pounds, and when you look at the Hobie Pro Angler, you're at uh, what 98 pounds is what they're advertising. Yeah, which size? Uh, on maybe on the 12 on their yeah maybe on the 12 yeah I think on like 20 something. The uh, the Mirage Pro Angler 14, they're saying fitted hull weight is 110, fully rigged 138. I don't know what the difference between fitted and fully rigged is, but uh, probably with the seat or without it. Uh, the Pro Angler 12 is they list that at fitted at 98 and 120 fully rigged, so it's not far off. I mean. So, but uh, that the Slayer 14, which is the the non-propel one, I don't know. I think that that looks pretty. I'm, I might have to try one of those and see how that paddles and stuff. Just because it's got a little bit higher seat position, and uh, but I, I do most of my fishing in the flats and stuff, so I'm not too worried about the ultimate, you know, being open like it is. And actually, I think the first time I went to Tampa and fished with with the, uh, the Yak Angler crew, we were off the beach chasing tarpon, and uh, there was a guy out there. He had his he had his ultimate out there. He just had the the spray covers on the bow and the stern, and he had a had a bilge pump, you know. So he was good to go. I mean, take a couple of waves over the bow, the thing will float full of water. I know I've done it. So yeah, several of the guys. Uh, Several of the guys who I fish with uh, for tarpon off the beach here fish in Ultimate uh, Ultimate 12s, so no problem. 
Yeah, you just put the spray covers on the bow and the stern and keeps a lot of it off of you if you take a, a, a rogue wave here and there. But, um, you know, the the nice thing is, you know, just like you said with your boat, Greg, is it's long. You know, that water line length is what gives you the speed on a boat. So, um, and then yours is a little less stable, but it's still pretty fast. Your boat is light, though. I mean, but they don't make your boat anymore, so... No. Uh, but uh it's that's a nice boat but it's a nice long boat you know they they used to make a 16 foot ultimate in a tandem and that was a little bit nicer it had a little more room up front but um so anyways it's cool i mean lots of boats lots of new boats it's cool to see them so we'll probably wind up with a with a Hobie in our stable someday because the clone, he just, he loves, he likes the Hobies. So, it's good. I won't disown him. <laughs> I won't disown him as long as he catches fish. So. He doesn't need a lawn chair yet. He'll be fine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's the only the kids, they, they can mack it with that for a long time. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, he's not worried about sitting in the water or anything like that. So, heck, he was out there. <laughs> wading around without waders on the other day when we were down there and the water was a little chilly so but he's yeah. also wading around without boots so yeah yeah he's in his bare feet wandering around out there <laughs> shuffling around the uh yeah <laughs> so kids don't care <laughs> no he doesn't care it's a fun but, time man yeah so all right well i think i've had enough for tonight and Folks listening to the podcast, make sure you uh, remember to update your calendars. 14 to 17 February, Crooked River State Park is our next boondoggle. Um, you can check that out at yakangler.com forward slash boondoggle. Also, the Adventure Fishing World Championship, 22 February. Unfortunately, registration is closed, but keep your eyes on it, and they're going to do some live updates during the event itself. We'll be down there for that. And January 19th, yakangler.com forward slash tbfs the tampa bay frogman swim our very own mr becker will be out there supporting becca man who uh, won it last year we're rooting for her again this year support that uh make sure that you check it out and that will be live would you say through the end of february so if you if you're just catching up on your uh, podcast here from kayak fishing radio go ahead and uh and check that out and support it it's a great cause and uh, tax donation there, tax-free. Take care of that and support Greg and uh, Becca in the uh, Frogman Swim across Tampa Bay. 5K, man. Wow. So, other than that, uh, you guys, uh, be safe. Stay warm, Matt. We'll, uh, we'll be sharing a little bit of the misery with you tonight, but hopefully it'll warm back up later on in the week. <laughs> I'll try. All right. <laughs> And uh, remember, next Tuesday, Tuesday night, it'll be 8 Central. Uh, Jaron Wozel from uh, from East Texas will be uh, cranking up the uh, Kayak Fishing Radio studio on Tuesday, 8 Central. Join in and uh, see what he's got to say and listen to some fishing stories and kayak angling from East Texas there. So always uh, it'd be interesting to see what Jaron's going to bring to the game for us. Mr. Becker, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for the support. Appreciate the opportunity to uh, get the Frogman Swim uh, information out there. So that's right. And uh, the Frogman 
yakangler.com forward slash TBFS. Check it out. Matt, thanks, man. Stay warm. We'll see you guys next week. Yep, happy new year. Happy new year. Peace out.